Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Zone Blitz. As always, I'm Vince Miller, joined by my co-host, Ashton Overholt. Ashton, it was an eventful weekend, conference championship games, portal stuff today, coaching moves. Let's dive right into the conference championship games. Let's start with the G5 games. Um, yeah, so for the Conference USA Championship, UTSA beat North Texas 48-27. to uh, Let's see here. For the AAC, we had Tulane beating UCF 45-28 in the MAC. Toledo beat Ohio 17-7. In the Sun Belt, Troy beat Coastal Carolina 45-26. In the Mountain West, Fresno State beat Boise State 28-16. What stands out to you from those five games at all? Tulane getting the win and finishing the year um, at 11-2 in mm-hmm. the American. I, I like, like that's a big win for them. It's going to get them a really nice bowl game. A really good year for them. Um, yeah, just overall. Like Gus Malzahn has done a great job at UCF. And, and for them to not, yeah, for, for Tulane, I felt like that, like, that's a, that's a big time win for, win for them and for that program kind of a, like going to get them to a place they haven't been before, even though they've been like Tulane's a good football team. Like even going back to last year, like they played some, some, some really good teams tough late. And yeah, I think that was the game that kind of stuck out to me the most. Um, Tulane's a pretty good football team. Sure thing. All right, let's just jump right into the big ones. Um, Friday night, it really got crazy. This is what really altered the playoff picture. Utah beat USC 47-24 to in the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah. Um, they had won the first matchup in the regular season. USC was favored coming off a pretty good win against Notre Dame. Caleb Williams having some great games down the stretch. Still, uh, you know, we'll talk about him with the Heisman later maybe. But, um, yeah, what were your – were you – you were – Shocked, I'm sure. I mean, I think you kind of we both had a fairly decent feeling this could happen. Yeah. Were you surprised by the way it happened at all? Um, I mean, so Utah is the the matchup nightmare for USC. Yeah. Right. Like that's confirmed. And by by the way, we kind of knew that anyway. Yeah. Like that's not a huge surprise. We knew that Utah lines up against USC very well. And they yeah, they're able to run the ball. USC is not able to run the ball. And the team that's, that gets one-dimensional is the team that loses these types of games. And USC was in this game. They didn't run the ball effectively almost at all. So, yeah, it wasn't that – that I didn't see 47 points for Utah. Like, yeah. I, I didn't think – like, we knew USC's defense isn't great, but 47 was a bit much. Their tackling – USC's tackling is absolutely awful. It is a good thing that Utah beat USC to keep them out of the playoff because they would have had to play Georgia <laughs> in Georgia round one. And if you think that you can't tackle Utah brother, you cannot <laughs> tackle Georgia if you can't tackle Utah. So yeah, it's a, it's a good thing. It's a good thing for just humanity. Humanity won on Friday night because that would have been a bloodbath had USC somehow snuck in. And by the way, they would have got in as the four seed had they won this football game. Oh yeah. Uh, the Trojans. And I think, yeah, it's it's a good thing. I think overall it's a good thing because they weren't balanced. You saw that. Um, Caleb Williams is a great – he's a great ball player. He's probably going to win the Heisman. But, they, like, he can't do it by himself. He cannot do that by himself. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Utah is the most complete team, and they're 
Pac-12 champs. Again, back-to-back years. And I think deservedly so. I think they're overall, they're, they were the more physical football team, the more complete football team, and deserve they deserve what they're getting. They're going to go to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the game that I thought was probably the most exciting game Saturday. Kansas State beat TCU 31-28 to in overtime. Um, yeah, back and forth, everything you want in a Big 12 championship game. Two teams playing hard. Max Duggan carrying his team on his back for a while, looking like he was just exhausted. Um, What what were your takeaways? And we could talk about this from the frame of what ended up happening with the playoff rankings afterward, or you can just talk about like this game itself. And and what are your, do your opinions change on either one of these teams going forward? Um, Okay. Like TCU is good. Like I yeah. actually think um, like we'll and we'll talk about the game in a little bit, but TCU as a football team is a good football team. I think TCU yeah. is going to give Michigan problems. I do. Like I know it's a nine point spread, or at least it, it opened at nine against Michigan in the playoff. I think it's going to be closer. Like I think TCU keeps this game close with Michigan because I think they're a good team. No one talk like we talk a lot about how TCU is sneaking by people but they're sneaking by other bowl eligible teams. Like go down mm-hmm. the list of, of teams that they beat and you'll find a lot of bowl eligible teams on there. So right. yeah, I, I think TCU is good. I think they deserve to be in the playoff. I think they're one of the four. I, I, I don't know if you say four best. I think Alabama probably <laughs> gets them on a, like on a neutral field. I do. I think, I think Alabama probably gets them, but I think they're absolutely in the top six and they were undefeated during the regular season. So you have to put them in there. Um, and yeah, are you gonna? You're not gonna. You're not gonna bounce them out for for losing an extra game that a lot of other teams didn't play. I guess is maybe yeah where I was going. That's kind of the big picture. The game overall was electric. Like yeah. you have Kansas State. Kansas State is is undervalued. Not not by you. You you valued them um, the whole time. weren't they one of your? I think one of your darlings yeah. coming in into the year. Big Twelve champs. Deuce Vaughn is that guy. Like. Oh my goodness. Some of that guy's runs like pretty much just trying to get him in space anywhere is a great idea for that mm-hmm. offense. Um, it didn't really matter what, like they tried to throw him the ball. Like they, they tried all kinds of stuff with him. Absolutely broke a guy's ankles on, on a nice long touchdown run where he just, yeah, pretty much just sits him down and just walks right past. That was really neat. Max Duggan on the other side was kind of doing the same thing. Like these were, they, it was two, it was really good performances um, from both football teams. I think they both brought it. And it went over time, and really that's all TCU really needed, I think. They just needed to keep it close, don't lose by three scores. As long as you don't lose by three scores, you're probably fine. Like, they're probably not mm-hmm. going to bounce you out. And they don't even drop one spot. Like, they stay at three. Yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed the game. I thought it was competitive. I think you saw how much it meant to Max Duggan, too. Like, yeah. like that guy was gutted after that game So in the press conference. I think, I, I think they're going to make some noise in the playoff. I really do. I'm not saying they're going to win outright. I don't know that. I think they're a really good football team and I think they're competitive and that speaks like Sonny Dykes has to win coach of the year for me. Yeah. Like he has, he has to be that guy um, because TCU was not very good a year ago and they're, they're clearly a good team this year. They absolutely are. Um, Max Duggan definitely, if he hadn't already clinched a spot to New York for, as a Heisman finalist, he clinched it. I think even in a loss, like he, he was just yeah. putting it all out there. Um, both teams are really good teams. Kansas State, I think, probably has a lower floor this year, hence the three losses that they had. Um, sure. But TCU is good, and I don't think my opinion of them changes a whole lot from this game. 
and I do kind of think they will actually won the game <laughs> with a third down play where they were marked short. I don't know. It really okay. doesn't make any difference in the big picture because they <laughs> they would have been the three seed if they won, and they're the three seed yeah. after they lost. Yeah. But you know, obviously, you you would have that Big Twelve championship trophy in your case, yeah. which means something. It does. Do, do you agree with me that they maybe got that call wrong? Um, we've talked a bit about this in, in episodes past that when the refs are uncertain at all of a, of a spot, they always spot you at the one always. (laughs) And they never put you at the one foot line. They put you a solid three feet back. Like I, I've never really understood that. And maybe there's a rule that I'm not aware of that you can't spot it that close and that it has to be pulled back. I don't know, but yeah, I, that was, you're, you're right. Some, there was, it did. He did appear to be in. We can we can agree that it. We think we think he was in. Okay, let's move on to the Big Ten title game. Michigan beat Purdue forty-three to twenty-two, in a game that I think probably went about how most expected it. Purdue was fighting all first half. Um, this was Jeff Jeff Brom's first loss to a top three team in his Purdue coaching <laughs> tenure after three wins. Um, anything yeah. new? Any any new opinions about Michigan going forward that you learned from no. this game, or is this about what you expected? Yeah, no, this this is it. I I I did have Michigan as one of my locks of the week. I thought yeah. it might be a little bit more convincing. Purdue seemed to move the offense, and and like they moved the ball in offense, and and it actually was a little closer for longer mm-hmm. than what I thought it would be. Um, but yeah, no, Michigan wins. Michigan covers. It's it's yeah exactly what I thought. McCarthy's not going to throw the throw the ball that much. They're going to try to run the ball a lot with Donovan Edwards and play good defense. And that's I mean kind of what happened. So no 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 opinions changing for me. I I do think Michigan is still a little bit better this year than they were last mm-hmm. from a complete team standpoint. Um, even though this game may not have reflected it um, as opposed to what they did the Big Ten game last year. Um, but yeah no it's. You're, they were holding stuff back. Like, like yeah. they, they, they had this game won and they knew that they weren't going to show all their cards. They didn't want people getting hurt. Yeah. They were just, they were saving things clearly um, for the playoffs. So no, yeah, nothing changed. Um, I think, I think Michigan is, is the second best team in the country right now. Um, I think they're playing at a really high level and yeah, they're, they're clicking. I think McCarthy has, he has, some definite like gunslinger ability. Like he, like just to kind of sit back there and improvise. And when he's on the move is when Michigan's at their best, I think like off some play action stuff, I think they can be really dangerous there. Um, Just needs to take care of the ball. Like just, just there's a few throws. He'll make a few throws and it's just like, Oh, like, like what, what did you possibly see there? Like what, what were you possibly looking at to make you think that you were going to complete that ball? Um, but yeah, you do have to be like, that comes with the gunslinger territory. Like that, yeah. when you have a guy that's going to try to make plays and throw the ball downfield, he's going to make some of those that that's going to happen sometimes. And you just got to be okay with it. So no, not much to take from this mission accomplished for Michigan. Another big, another big 10 championship. Um, yeah, it's Harbaugh has built a really, really solid program, um, up there. Mm-hmm. Okay. The ACC title game. Clemson and North Carolina. So this game started out, um, DJ Uyunglele played the first two series. His first pass of the game, I'm sure you probably saw it. It was a little swing pass, and he threw it about two yards short of his receiver into the ground. <laughs> Didn't look much better at the rest of his two series. K. Klubnik comes in, um, yeah. and immediately the offense looked way better. Clemson win, wins the game 39-10. to 10. Mm. 
I know you're not surprised that they looked a lot better with Cade Klubnik. Is anybody out there surprised, do you think? Why didn't we see this earlier? <laughs> like, like that right. was my main question is, like, what, like, so Cade had a game early on where DJ was struggling, right? And Cade comes in and wins the game for them. Yeah. And and afterward, everyone, even Klubnik was, like, in the press conference afterward, like, this is actually DJ's team. Like, I'm waiting my turn. And it's, like... Are, are you sure? Like, are we sure that is like, yeah, I mean, that's great. Like I appreciate the loyalty to DJ in, in a, in a unloyal, very fickle world that is college football right now. Clemson's extremely loyal and all, yeah. that's great, but to a fault, like they, they should, Klubnik should have been the guy a long time ago. And I think we all kind of knew that it's kind of the bummer. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we were all kind of on the same page there. So no, Clemson's offense was much better when Klubnik came in there. There's, it's not even just the arm talent. Like they're, they're both have, they both have talented arms. It's the chemistry. I think it's the chemistry. It's hitting guys in stride. It's the little things mm-hmm. like leading your receiver to open space. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's not just the, the, the wow plays. It's the, it's the small things, the chemistry. I think it's, it's click. It clicks. It clicks um, with, with, with Cade Klubnik. So I mean, yeah, and and DJ just today enters the portal. Yeah, I mean, which yeah, surprised no one because Cade's going to be the guy. And the only question we have is why wasn't he the guy in week one or two? Like, <laughs> it didn't make sense to me. How about you? Well, yeah, I think you can make an argument that as long as you're undefeated, it's okay to stick with your guy. But they weren't. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, if they had switched after the Notre Dame game. They, they had three games left. They had Louisville, Miami, South Carolina. You, you feel yeah. like by, by that yeah. point of the season, your true yeah. freshman has, has been in the playbook, has been in the system a little bit long enough that he's, he's barely a true freshman anymore. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I know it's just a hypothetical, and maybe these are dumb, but I kind of like them. I'll throw it back to you here. Like, if they had gone to Cade Klubnik after the Notre Dame loss, yeah. would they be getting ready for a playoff right now? Um, yes, I think so. I think so. Because I mean, the only question is, cause I, okay. They would have beat South Carolina at home. I, yeah. I, I, be, I believe that. And, and, and they would have, they beat North Carolina and they would be ACC champs with one loss and it would have been a bad one to, to, to Notre Dame. But I still think they, I still think they get in over Ohio state simply because Ohio state didn't have that conference championship game to play. Yeah. And you got to go and beat North Carolina by 30 points. Mm-hmm. I, I think they, yes, the, the, to answer the question, I think, yes, I think Clemson does get into the playoff. I don't think they're, I don't think they're as good as, as Michigan. Like, I don't think, right. I don't think they're not close to Georgia this year, right. But they would have been, they would have been a deserving team um, in the playoff. I think Clemson. Yeah. It, it's, it's so hard to say who, who knows, who knows what this season would have looked like had Cade started all year. Um, like some of us were calling for, but yeah, next year, like it, it definitely showed that they can be very dangerous next year and can go to the playoff next year with Kolubnik. Like with him right. being the guy, they definitely show that they have a higher ceiling than what they had this year where they were struggling with the likes of Florida State and Syracuse. Um, yeah, like it it needed to happen. It needed to happen. And I think it maybe, maybe it makes so that Dabo gets confidence and doesn't change offensive coordinators. <laughs> like maybe that's what happens through all of this. Um, but yeah, I, 
it, it's it's so hard to know because it's such a small sample size too. Like we didn't get to see like enough of Klubnik for me. Like he should have yeah. started three or four games, and yeah, and maybe they would be going to the playoff. But I do think Clemson overall, the outlook you have to be happy as a Clemson fan that Cade is a guy. Like sometimes when a right. guy just shows up, he either he either is the dude or he's not. And you can just tell right away. Like, is this guy going to be able to carry us? And Cade can. He can. He can carry Clemson next year, and kind of be that Deshaun Watson type quarterback, even when he's a little younger. So yeah, I I I like Clemson. I like where they're at. I think they'll they're ACC champs this year too. By the way, not like yeah. they had a terrible year. They went eleven and two, um, and are going to a really good bowl game and should be able to beat Tennessee. So yeah, no, I think the the story on Clemson is it's still unwritten. I think a lot. Mm. So a lot is dependent on next year, but I think they can absolutely go to the playoff again next year. Are we just going to keep saying this every single year where the, the next off season is extremely important for the future of Clemson football, but it feels Fair. like that's, it feels like they've kind of been a limbo and, and we'll see, but yeah, the way Cade Klubnik played, it does make you feel a lot better about what they can be next year. If, if not kind of on that Georgia level, like they can at least be back to, playoff contention I, I think yeah no agreed and at, maybe he won't make the changes at coordinators like like this is Dabo maybe Dabo won't make make changes at coordinators like what we think he should but um yeah they, hey like we said Clemson loyal to a fault and yeah that's it, it it showed itself this year we were right us us um guys that were talking and just making a lot of noise that DJ wasn't the guy we were right this time and they, they aren't going to the playoff, but they do get a chance to go to the Orange Bowl and play against another Orange team, Tennessee. So the, the true Orange champions of college football will be crowned in this Orange Bowl. I thought that was kind of funny. Anyway. Yeah. Um, let's go move on to one last uh, championship game, the SEC championship game. Georgia beats LSU 50-30. to 30. Um, As the neutral observer, I didn't think it was quite that close. It felt like Georgia got up big and just kind of sat on them. Um, as the Georgia fan, what are your thoughts from watching this game Saturday, knowing your team was safe for the playoff, but also knowing that you wanted yeah. that SEC championship that you guys hadn't won since 2017? It meant a lot. Um, I, I think the SEC championship for Georgia, for Kirby Smart, for the players, for the fan base means a ton. It means a lot um, to Georgia fans. Not winning it last year hurt a lot. The month of December – for us Georgia fans, last year was miserable. It was not a fun month because you had to sit there for 30 days and just take like that lost at just kind of marinate in that lost Alabama. And it yeah, it feels really good to win the SEC championship. Mm -hmm. I from kind of where where I went with it, um, we talked about at the beginning of the year that Alabama had they had everyone coming back, right? They had the the chips were perfectly in line for Alabama, and this was Alabama's. It was their title to lose. We kind of all agreed on on that. Like they were everyone's preseason picks. I know they were they were both of ours hmm. to to win the championship. For Georgia to win the SEC and to make the to make the playoff and to be undefeated doing so, like Georgia is the new Alabama. Georgia had a chance to go and unseat them, and I think they did. I think this game here kind of proved it. The fact that Nick Saban had he. Yeah, he had to go and kind of grapple for like oh. it was it was really difficult to watch, man. I was uncomfortable. <laughs> I was really uncomfortable just sitting there watching. It was like, oh no, like who let who advised him to do that? It's not the point. We're not we're not talking about that. But for Georgia, man, this is this is a really big deal. 
I, I don't think enough people in the national media understand co- what a big deal this is to go undefeated, 13-0, undefeated SEC champs, following up a national championship. Who, mm-hmm. who knows where Georgia – and maybe they do repeat. I think they'll repeat. I've, I've said that a lot. It's the hardest thing to do in sports, I think. But this season is already a success for Georgia. To, to dethrone Alabama and to be the guy in the SEC, Georgia is unquestioned the guy now in the sec they're they're the bully on the block they are the new alabama they're the team that shows up and goes to your place and beats you at your place and beats you by a bunch they don't Mm -hmm. play the one score games that alabama's playing georgia blew people out this year and yeah that it felt that's that's more what i took from it georgia was always going to beat lsu georgia was a better football team that didn't matter as much it was more a this was more of a i don't I don't know if you say it like a, a crowning, but it, it kind of was like if, of, mm-hmm. of Georgia just saying like that last year was great, but we're going to follow it up with another undefeated year and, right. and an SEC championship on top of it. That's, that's what I took from it. Maybe a little bit more big picture than just this year. Um, but that, that makes me really happy, man. <laughs> like to be, to be the guy in, in the SEC is difficult. And there's, I think there's only room for one. I think there's only one, only room for one real alpha dog um, per conference, and Georgia's that guy. Georgia is the new Alabama, and I think, yeah, like Georgia's probably going to be better next year, man. Like they don't have, like they replaced an unbelievable amount of talent. Fifteen players were drafted last year from the championship team, championship team a year ago. Thirteen players transferred out, so fifteen were drafted, thirteen transferred out, and you went undefeated again and hammered everybody again and won an SEC championship. And yeah, your best team in the land through, through, you know, through the course of 13 weeks. Um, that's a big deal, man. That's a really big deal for us down South. So yeah, it felt really good. It felt really good. Stetson Bennett, he's, he got himself a Heisman invite out of this yeah. game. <laughs> he's not one of the four best quarterbacks in, in the nation. I'm, no one's saying that Hen and Hooker should have been going um, instead of Stetson. I'm, I'm okay with saying that but he's a baller. Stetson Bennett is a ball player and he shows up in the biggest games and he outplays a lot of really, really good quarterbacks on the regular. He does this regularly that he outplays future NFL guys um, that he outplays. So yeah, Georgia comes at you with waves, man. There's it's waves of guys and, and they don't miss they're, they're, they're not missing on, on dudes. You, you're their, their development and their, I think their, just their scouting, I think, is at a really, really good level because they're they're not taking anyone in the portal. Georgia doesn't really take players out of the portal very much, and to to develop like they did, and after losing all the develop or losing all the production from last year, um, yeah, I don't know. Are you seeing you seeing the same thing? What do you think? Yeah, I. You're kind of you're kind of almost jumping ahead to a thought I had for the off season one. Okay. <laughs> so this this last off season we we did our uh, program power rankings and we're going to do it again this this year I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And spoiler alert I have a feeling I'm going to have a different team at number 1 than I did last year. Um yeah. Yeah. Almost dependent of what happens going forward in the playoff. Not entirely, but yeah, uh, Georgia they when they have to play hard this year, they're, they're, they've been the best team in college football. And I don't know that it's particularly close. And I'm not a huge fan of that saying, of that phrase. I don't think it's close. Like, people always like to throw that phrase in there to try to make yeah. their case stronger. Um, yeah. 
you know, you have Michael Jordan is better than LeBron James and it's not close or, or vice versa. And, and you're, you're just wrong. It's close. Either way, you, either way, it's close. I don't know that it's close this year with Georgia. Like they are yep. playing so well. I, yeah, I would absolutely take them against the field. I said it several weeks ago. I'm, I'm still yep. going to say it. I feel good about that. Um, just on LSU real quick, who starts at quarterback for LSU next year? Well, we don't know if Daniels is coming back. It's mm-hmm. kind of assumed. It's assumed that he's coming back. Nussmeyer played well, but Daniels had a really, really good year overall. Yeah. I think if Daniels is still around, I think it has to be Daniels. He was hurt. He was hurt in this game, but he still had a decent first half, even while being hurt. Like, I don't know, I don't know if you saw him actually yeah. get, like, literally picked up by Jalen Carter. Yeah. For a sack. It was that dude. That's going to be like an iconic moment, man. I got to make that my new, my new screensaver on my phone. What a great, what a, that, Jalen Carter's a beast. That's, yeah. yeah, ridiculous. But Daniels had a really good first half. And I think if he's if he's healthy and if he's still at LSU next year, he's the guy. I think he had a okay. really good year. Yeah. All right, let's just talk about the playoff a little bit. So the final rankings came out, of course. It, the playoff itself is going to be Georgia, number one, Georgia against number four, Ohio State, and number two, Michigan is against number three, TCU. Do you feel like they got it right? Um. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Like, I the – as a Georgia fan, you want to be number one and you want to be able to pick what bowl you can go to. And, and Georgia gets to play in the Benz Dome again mm-hmm. in, the, in the Peach Bowl, which is, I mean, that's almost home field for, right. for, for Georgia at this point. This will be their third game there this year. Um, they, they play there a lot. Very comfortable there. You would have rather played TCU, I think, um, because I think the, the thought behind it is that TCU doesn't have the depth of talent that, that Ohio State does. Whether, whether Ohio State you know, wh- whether they're really good or not is kind of remains to be seen because they haven't had a like a convincing win. They got hammered in, in the really the only game that mattered to them. They, they got beat up by Michigan. But Ohio State still has talent like they have five stars yep. laying down on the roster that are two, three deep. And, and we haven't really heard about them in a while, but they they have the ability to pop off in a game. Mm-hmm. And with yeah, with that quarterback, those receivers, it could happen. Whereas maybe with TCU, you'd rather like you think that you should have Georgia should be able to play TCU because they're maybe the weaker of the two. It's perceived that way. I don't know yeah. if that's true. I really don't actually know if that's true. I think as a Georgia fan, you have to be willing to beat who's in front of you. Like, did you mm-hmm. think it was going to be easy to win a national title? No, like it, it, it's not going to be easy to do that. You have to go through and beat good teams. And Georgia fans are confident enough right now to like, hey, like we beat Alabama last year. Like that was our boogeyman. Like we can play with anyone. Like we have total confidence in our team right now. So yeah. yeah, maybe they win, maybe they lose. I I, I don't really know. It's not going to change the fact that the season's a uh, success for Georgia. It's, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it'll be a, a very entertaining mm-hmm. game. And it's going to get a really good, it's going to get a big number on TV. Like, it's going to get a lot of eyeballs. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I I think so. I I would have really enjoyed watching Ohio State play Michigan. Again, like, from a neutral standpoint, I think that one would have been really fun in the playoff. Um, yeah, just to see what happens there and see how everyone reacts. But hey, maybe maybe we get that in the championship. Maybe that would be even better. You get Michigan Ohio State in the championship. If we get Michigan Ohio State in the championship, like that'll be probably the biggest college football game of all time. <laughs> Literally. I, yeah. What what yeah. could compare? <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah. I agree. What would you did you think they got the four teams right? Okay. Are these these are the four most deserving teams? Yes. We'll, we'll agree there. They're the four most yeah. deserving. Are they the four best teams? 
how define best. I actually heard somebody say, and and I, I think I think this made a lot of sense to me, is that this year, Michigan is a better football team than Ohio State. Yes. But Ohio State still has a higher ceiling with their collection of athletes. Like Ohio State still has a better chance, say, of beating Georgia, like than than Michigan does because of that ceiling. Now their floor is also significantly lower we than Michigan's. And I think you could even make the case that TCU might be a better team than Ohio State this year. I don't think I quite agree with it myself, but I definitely think they're most deserving. I think they got the playoff right the way the way it should be, um, because I have always been a proponent of most deserving. If you want the four best, yeah. Alabama should be in there. And right. and I don't want any part of a four team playoff world with two loss Alabama, whose best win is mississippi state like and and you should not be in we can agree full well that had two loss alabama made it they would have blown everyone out and won the championship (laughs) we can probably just agree yeah no we can agree (laughs) to that as a georgia fan it made me very happy to see alabama not make it that would have been like that's just your worst nightmare when alabama sneaks in the back door because like you know that's going to be a tough out like bryce young is just an absolute killer and yeah saban is saban the greatest of all time like they play all the close games they want. Okay, that's fine. They still have an element of, of hey, this is Saturday. And, like, you have to – for 60 minutes, you have to play us. You have to play us yeah. for 60 minutes. And are you going to be better than Alabama? Maybe. Maybe maybe not. <laughs> um, and usually you're not, especially in big games. So, yeah, it it was – I we agree. The, the playoff is correct. Georgia playing Ohio State, TCU playing Michigan – TCU shouldn't have dropped for losing in a conference championship game. And by, by that set, like, you, yeah, you can't, you can't start penalizing teams for, for playing an, an extra game and for winning and for trying to play for your conference championship. Like Ohio state didn't. So yeah, I, I agree with keeping TCU above Ohio state. I think it's correct. Um, Alabama probably is a little bit better than TCU though. Like, oh, yeah. like, like we, yeah, I don't know. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just leave that one there. USC was fraudulent and, and deserved to not be in like I TCU or sorry, USC was, was not as good as, as the other teams that we've talked about. So yeah, yeah, I no I we're good um, all the way across there. I think everyone kind of agreed with that too. I think Mm -hmm. the committee kind of got it right. I will say this was, this would have been another great year for the BCS Um, because Hey, you had, I mean, Georgia, Michigan, like easy. It wouldn't have even been hard. You, that that could have worked very easy, um, yeah, easily in this scenario. We'll, we'll never. Hey, the genie's out of the bottle. We're not going back to the BCS model. We're not going back to two teams. But this year, it would have worked out well. It would have. I do think that we would be saying it. We'd be saying something a little different. Like if TCU scores that touchdown in overtime, because yeah. then you sure. have an undefeated TCU who has beaten a lot of really good teams this year and they would not be in the, they would not have a chance at the title. So that's why I do think this is a better system than the BCS. And I actually, I've come to the conclusion, the 12 team playoff, I think will be better than this. It will be worse than what an eight team playoff would, would, would have been. Um, I do Mm -hmm. think eight team playoff first round, all at home, home uh, fields, of the top four seeds, I think that would be my ideal scenario. We're never going to get it um, yeah. because, like yeah. you said, you can't really go backward when you when no. you jump to twelve in two years. So, 
to yeah to all the people out there i'm i'm in the extreme minority that don't want any more teams like i'm there's almost everyone wants more and more is better and we want yeah we played 12 let's go to 24 like who we'll just keep throwing more teams in there did like this better work this better freaking yeah. work the the expansion stuff because we can't go back and like you wanted it and everyone was banging their fist on the table you got it be happy with it make it work this has to work because you can't go back and that's i don't know that's 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 me that's kind of scary for me i just as a yeah as someone who really wants college football to be good we're gonna have home playoff games yep will usc be able to sell out a home playoff game will ucla <laughs> like because in certain places they would be getting home playoff games like say usc had won on friday night they'd have a home playoff game yeah no one shows up like they, they did have a good going? crowd against notre dame i do think if they get into a situation like that where it's actually a playoff game they will sell it out it wasn't full. It was not a sellout for the Notre Dame game. They had empty seats there. And if they said they sold out, that was incorrect. I saw a lot of empty seats in that game. So I no, I agree with you. I it's just it's not all equal. Like we're on a yeah. on a quest to try to make all programs equal and try to get everyone in. And you can't. You you no. can't Georgia and Ohio State and Michigan have something that TCU and USC and UCLA do not. And that is that is a huge fan base that will travel and pay whatever amount of money to go to these games and to support their teams. It, that's, that's just how it is. Like, like you, you can't, you can't just buy these fans. Like these fans have, it's, it's decades in the making of, mm-hmm. of growing these fan bases and growing these programs and traditions that make these universities really great. So yeah, that's all. I just like, we're trying to use the, the, the playoff as a, as a um, kind of as something to equal, like, yeah, a, a tool to kind of equal and spread, get parity across the sport. And I just, it never will be that way. You just have to understand that it's not going to be that way. It, in my, I, I hope I'm surprised. I don't think I will be though. Okay. Um, let's talk about some of the coaching moves that have happened since our last episode. Probably the biggest one, Deion Sanders going to Colorado from Jackson State. Um, and already got like a commitment from a five-star recruit in the 2025 class. And, and, yeah, there's just a lot of noise there uh, of things that it's things are going to be different one way or another. What what is your opinion of the hire for Colorado, for Dion, <laughs> and what will happen going forward? I don't did did you see the video of him talking to the Colorado players yeah. like, right when he arrived? And and for yeah, for anyone that didn't see it, he pretty much told them to get out. Like pretty much <laughs> pack your bags because I am bringing in my own guys and you need to leave is i mean am i wrong that's pretty much what he said it was a, it was he 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 dressed it up a little nice and what, what he's trying to do is scare away the ones that don't actually want to be there and right like i i respect that it's just yeah it, it felt a, a bit harsh when you just hear that little clip but if you actually listen to it with context it was a 30 minute talk or a 20 minute talk mm-hmm. and yeah he he's it's he's gonna go, do a good job there like I, right. colorado's gonna be colorado will be a lot better in two years much better I think it's going to be harder maybe than he thinks. I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult. But you're you are playing in the Pac-12 and it's not just the most competitive conference in the world. Um yeah, I think he can get a lot of wins. You what what do you think? Yeah, I w- with the video you mentioned, I there was a little bit of pushback because of the kind of the way he was being a little harsh. He it was. was also talking to a 1 and 11 team. Like 
they need to go. Yeah. Some of these guys need to go. <laughs> He's going to want to bring in like 30 guys from the portal and rightfully so. So sure. if there's anybody that's teetering on the edge, it's better for the program if they just leave. So I would, I was perfectly okay with it. It's a, it's almost like he, he has a little bit more of an old school mentality, like a little bit more of the old school head coach where we're going to make it tough. Like we're going to practice hard. Like we're, will you be able to survive the off season? That type of thing. And, yeah. and I'm okay with some of that. Like, I really am. I do oh, think agreed. he's going to do a good job. I could very much see them kind of doing a little bit the same thing as Jackson State did in the SWAC, where they sort of just – he recruited at a such a more impressive level than any of their competitors. And I'm yeah. not saying Colorado's going to recruit better than, like, Oregon and USC – Right. But if you compare to the bottom half of the, of the Pac-12, they're going to be jumping some teams. And, and I think a huge part of it is just going to be he will get dudes to show up. No doubt. No doubt. He's going he's gonna to bring guys with him. I, there was talk that Travis Hunter is probably going to come with him. Remember wow. the, the number one overall from yep. was it last class or, yeah, a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm the same way. He, he is old school and kind of a, a – yeah, I guess refreshing way, maybe a little bit, mm-hmm. at least for me, he's, he, he told some of the kids like, Hey, the ones of you that don't, that I don't scare off, like, I'm going to try to make you quit all off. <laughs> like, I'm going to try to make you leave because you don't want to be here anymore. I kind of like that. I kind of enjoyed that a little bit. That's kind of, yeah, I don't know. That's how I think football should be. And there's a lot of coaches that don't, they don't say that anymore. And maybe mm-hmm. that, maybe they do behind closed doors, but not, in, in the media this was out there in the open for for public consumption so no it's I think he'll do a good job there I think he will do a good job um he's not going to win a national championship like he's not right. going to the playoff he's not there like I think there's a lot of people saying that he's going to go there like no but like I think he can win eight, eight games at Colorado I think he can yeah. win nine maybe even ten I possible like they could possibly win a Pac-12 championship in a couple of years but Colorado's 111 right now, and he needs there's he needs to have some drastic um, changes to just to the roster. Doesn't this feel like this is probably the second to last stop for him in his college coaching career? Like, yes, like this is the last stepping stone before he finally reaches a really Florida, big job. Florida, Florida State, State, maybe Florida well, State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. No, okay. same page. I, I didn't understand why he didn't go to Auburn. Like, I think Auburn should have hired him maybe instead of Freeze. Is kind of my thought. Yeah. But maybe the Colorado job has far less expectations. Go, yeah, go to Colorado. I'm, I'm with you. This is, this is not the stop. It's the, the stop to get you the next mm-hmm. job. So yeah, I, uh, I'm, yeah, we agree there. I believe I heard some things that Auburn was actually not interested in him, which I think is kind of ridiculous. I, I do yeah. think Hugh Freeze will, will raise the level of their program. But if you're an Alabama fan, you'd have been a lot more scared of Dion going to Auburn, right? <laughs> Yes. Oh, oh my goodness. Absolutely. No doubt. Or a Georgia no fan. Doubt. I mean, you're the Georgia fan and you guys hate Auburn too. Yeah. Wouldn't be good. We we agree that it wouldn't be good when he does get that job. He will be able to pull with him a lot of talent, not just players coaches also. Yeah. I think he'll, he'll, he'll bring a lot of guys with him. It's yeah. He's, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with in yeah. a couple of years for sure. He already hired an offensive coordinator. Um, yeah. It was actually Kent, the Kent, Kent State, State head, coach. Head, head coach. You don't typically see head coaches leaving to take coordinator jobs. And and that, I think that shows you a little bit of, of Dion's pull. Um, yeah, yeah, right. Sure. All right. Scott Satterfield leaves Louisville to go to Cincinnati. 
I think there's some conjecture that mm -hmm. Louisville's probably okay with it. <laughs> um, they, they've yeah. lost to Kentucky four times in a row. Yeah. What do you think of this hire for Cincinnati? That was a little bit of a downer, if we're going to be really honest. I yeah. Satterfield was ready to leave Louisville. Louisville was ready to have him leave. He's been talking about where the airport is in Louisville for a long time and how easy <laughs> it is to get out of there. He's not going very far away. I mean, Cincinnati and Louisville are not very far away. Yeah. Um, it's a better job. I think Cincy right now is a better job. So it's kind of a really kind of got a promotion, really. I think Cincinnati is a better program right now than Louisville is. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I maybe it's just maybe we all just mutually agreed to that one. This could be like an actual mutual agreement where both sides <laughs> are just ready to part ways. Yeah. And, and you've talked some about being the guy that follows the guy. Yeah. And Luke Fickle was the guy at Cincinnati. Yeah. And it sort of feels like this might be a bridge hire. Like this might be Agreed. one that we grade to see in, in the off season. And then three years from now, Cincinnati's looking to hire somebody else. Like that's, I know that that feels that's probably overly down on it. Um, but that's, yeah. a, that's sort of the way it feels to me. It definitely felt like they could have went for a bigger name. Like, like Cincy, yeah. a team that was a playoff. They were, I mean, they were a playoff team last year, like right at a year ago, they were a playoff team. And yeah, it, it felt like a little bit of a, a little deflating maybe, but right. Hey, he, I, I do agree. Like the bridge hire could really be a thing. Um, we're just going to get a guy in, until we can find our next Luke fickle to take yeah. us to another playoff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Georgia Tech um, decided not to wait on Willie Fritz, so they just promoted Brent Key. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jamie Chadwell leaves for Liberty from yeah. Coastal Carolina. Tom Herman is hired by FAU, and Kevin Wilson, Ohio State's offensive coordinator, goes to Tulsa. What stands out from those four? Quite a bit. I, Chadwell, Chadwell should have – he should have been Auburn's guy. Chadwell should have been yeah. Auburn's guy or Georgia Tech's guy or yeah. – like any of these, I, I'm good for Liberty. I mean, that's a great yeah. hire for Liberty. You have to be ecstatic. I mean, you might have upgraded um, from Hugh yeah. Freeze to Jamie Chadwell. Like, or you, you definitely didn't take a big step down. That's a great hire for Liberty. I Yeah, that was a little bit of a head scratcher. I felt like he could have got a better job there. Um, I don't, maybe he doesn't interview well because I he certainly has had the results to go yeah. to a, a big, big name program. Tulsa getting um, Ohio State's OC was a little interesting. I, I'm sure he'll probably stay and coach the playoff. I'm, I'm assuming most most people do. I haven't hadn't seen any news on that, but yeah, mm -hmm. good hire for Tulsa. Um, I I probably would have went for Hartline um, over Wilson. <laughs> like, well, in, I think they would have loved to. Hartline. There was some talk about Cincinnati pursuing Hartline, and he turned him down. Um, okay, so yeah. does that? To me, it kind of feels like maybe he's the offensive coordinator going forward. Um, at Ohio State, Ryan Day coaches okay. the quarterbacks, and I believe and calls the plays. So it's it's kind of a. I mean, Kevin Wilson, I believe, was the tight ends coach at Ohio State. So it, it he was the offensive coordinator, but really Ryan Day is the offensive coordinator, right? Which is yeah, I yeah no I I agree there. It's yeah, it's kind of like being a defensive coordinator for Kirby Smart, like you kind of are, but like he still really is yeah. the guy that actually calls the shots. Um, Hartline eventually is going to want to leave. That guy's a prize. He really is. That guy yeah. recruits. Um, he's an ace recruiter. So it's, yeah, just a matter of time. Ryan Day's young. Brian Hartline's young. I don't think there's room for both of them there long. It's just a matter of time before Hartline gets a, a big name job. Yeah, I don't think he's going to leave for a G5 head coaching job. 
But yeah. once once a Power Five program throws five million a year at him, it might be time. To, it, that might be the time where we finally see him leave. Penn State might be looking. They might be getting there tired of Franklin. <laughs> Penn State might be getting tired of Franklin. That would be fun. You have yeah. to admit that would be a good time. That would be spicy. All right. Um, we already mentioned the Heisman finalists just a little bit. I'll go through it. Caleb Williams, Max Duggan, C.J. Stroud, Stetson Bennett. Of course, the big yeah. big story. Um, no Hendon Hooker. Um, and Stetson Bennett is kind of kind of in in the spot <laughs> that maybe Hendon Hooker should be in. Yeah. Um. I don't know that it's worth talking about that much. Uh, is this Caleb Williams or any shot that one of the other, like Duggan or Stroud could win this? No, I think it's, I think it's Caleb Williams. If not, it's probably Duggan, but I mean, yeah, I think there's a 90% chance that this is Caleb Williams. There's not any runaway candidates. We're used to having kind of runaway candidates. You remember like, like even Devonte Smith, like we kind of right. knew that that he's going to win. And we kind of mm-hmm. all knew that. And Joe Burrow, we definitely knew that in 19, like that was a, yep. no, that was just a no doubter. So yeah, we're used to having like kind of a, a favorite by now. And we, and we still get here and like, we think it's Caleb Williams, but it would have helped a lot. Had he won that PAC 12 championship game, been the playoff yeah. Stetson Bennett. It's good. Good for him to get there. Like that's, that's a sure. story actually. Like that's a real story that he got there. Does he deserve to be there over hidden hooker? You know, whatever i i guess like i probably not i mean we can agree that you know probably not but he he's outplayed stetson bennett has outplayed head-to-head a lot of quarterbacks yeah i think he's in big games stetson is he's as good as it gets right now in big games like it's hard to be better than him he's him and bryce young like they've had two matchups against each other they're one and one like Stetson has yeah. outplayed, he's outplayed Bryce Young. He's outplayed Will Levis. <laughs> we'll get more on that. <laughs> Will Levis continuing to fly up the draft boards. Um, doesn't make sense to anyone. Anthony Richardson, Stetson outplayed yeah. Anthony Richardson's going to be an NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, Hendon Hooker, he's outplayed Hendon Hooker twice. Also, you know, that I'm just saying there, there is, we're acting like Stetson Bennett is, is just kind of a bum. Like the, he is, yeah, he, he's not a game manager. He's not Jake Fromm. Sure. Stetson Bennett is a gun, is a, he's a gunslinger and he's outplayed some really good quarterbacks head to head and he doesn't get to pad stats because George is hammering people by the fourth quarter and he doesn't attempt fourth quarter passes. It's not something that he does. Um, so the stats aren't there, but he's, he's a ball player. He's competitive and yeah, he's going to go. So like he'll go at it with anybody. So doesn't back down there. No back down in Stetson Bennett. He's not going to win. He's going to finish fourth out of those four and yeah. deserve and deservedly. So, um, but yeah, I'm happy that he just got a trip. Sure. Did you see the uh, Aaron Murray tweet today? He said Stetson Bennett is the greatest quarterback in Georgia history, which is kind of big coming from Aaron Murray, I would say. <laughs> I, I think it's true. I think I think that's true. Um, it's a guy that no, I I I really believe that. I think I know mean, we had a couple of Heisman winners um, at well one at quarterback, but I I think that he is. I think there's there's no doubt that Stetson was the MVP of the the CFP games, both of them last year, both the playoff game and the championship game. No, I, yeah, give it to him. He had another really good year. He's going to, they're going to build a statue for Stetson Bennett one yeah. day for, for the, for the last two years that he's had. And yeah, he's a walk-on and which makes it even better. I, I think I, I would agree with that one. Yeah. Okay. Today was the first day that the uh, portal opened up the transfer yes. portal. Yeah. Lots of names just flying into the portal. Let me just kind of read through some of the quarterbacks and you, you show, tell me like what stands out to you and what your reaction is. 
There's a lot um, of them. There's a lot. I'll go through. I'll go through yeah. some of these. Um, Twenty four seven Sports actually ranks uh, transfer players, which uh, which yeah. is helpful in a situation yes. like this. So yes, I'll kind of go through. Devin Leary, DJ Uyunglele, Hudson Card, Luke Altmaier, Jeff Sims. Uh, let's see, Brennan Armstrong, Malik Hornsby from Arkansas, yeah. Yeah. Eden Slovis, Cade McNamara, Drew Pine, Graham Mertz. Oh my. Hank Bachmeyer, Haynes King. Yes. What stands out to you? So I know you want Devin Leary very yes, badly. <laughs> I know that you had like Notre Dame fans would love to have Devin Leary. Could I interest you in DJ though? Like he has a little bit of magic already in that stadium. He lit you guys up there one year. Um, the yeah. the overall Brennan Armstrong leaving Virginia. It's a pity it's a year late. Like he should have left a year ago because <laughs> that guy had such a good year. Yeah. Um, yeah. McNamara, like the, the Michigan quarterback, he's already trained. I think he's already with Iowa. I believe right. that's right. I think he's yes. already at Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, Graham Mertz. What a shame to see him leave Wisconsin. Huh? <laughs> uh, no, we, we enough, enough Mertz slander. We always trash on that guy. It's, it's my fault really. Um, no, I, there's a lot of quarterbacks flop, like just, yeah. Flip flopping around. Mm-hmm. great i guess like i hope they're happy i i think there's going to be some that are going to get kind of get lost in the shuffle that's kind of the fear is that a whole bunch of people are going to enter and there's not going to be spots for everyone again because a lot of people there's going to be taking more people out of high school or yeah filling roster spots yeah. other ways you can get to the end and there's no spots left for you so yeah do it i guess if you can devin leary was a little bit of a head scratcher like i i guess he's ready for, maybe he's ready for notre dame maybe maybe he's that kind of guy I think that the reason he he entered the portal was probably because MJ Morris, the true freshman for NC State, was playing pretty well, but sort of the tail end of the year when Larry was hurt. And I saw a tweet out there with like, like saying that Bama and Georgia could be possibilities for him as well. So like, if you're really? if you're throwing out names like Alabama, Georgia, Notre Dame, why not give it a go at a bigger bigger time program than an NC state. I, I do think that as of right now, he's probably the top name out there. He, he is injured. Like he won't be healthy until spring, mm. but I do think his ceiling is, is very high. Um, you, you asked me if you could interest me in DJ Uyunglele as a Notre Dame fan. <laughs> I, I, no, I think no. there would be worse options. He would be down my list. Okay. Devin Leary would be number one for me. I think Hudson Card would actually fit what Notre Dame does pretty well. Yeah. Um, supposed to be a high academic kid as well, um, which always yeah. helps when you're trying to transfer to Notre Dame. Sure. Because it is a little tougher. There's some interesting names out here. I I do I am curious, like, where does a guy like Luke Altmaier end up? Yeah. One thing I do like about the portal is for a lot of the lower tier Pac-12, up uh, Pac-12, Power 5 teams, it, you can find a quarterback in the portal that that will do the job. It, sure. You might not, you know, if you're, a, if you're a Wake Forest or an Indiana, like, you're going to have a hard time recruiting a four-star quarterback out of high school. Right. But there's going to be some proven solid quarterbacks. <clears throat> and and I, I shouldn't use Wake Forest because they've had good quarterback play. Um, right. I was I, I was talking more about just like that level of program, like like the number fifty program in the country. Um, they they can find a quarterback now. Iowa getting Cade McNamara? Are you kidding me? Like yeah, uh, 
I think they just became the Big Ten West favorite next year. <laughs> of course they did. Um, Haynes King to Duke. We can all agree that he's going to go with Mike hmm. Elko at Duke. Or, like, can we just agree to that one? Or, or no, former five-star Haynes King, by the way. Um, yeah. No, I. there's a lot of interesting names out there. Bachmeyer, the the um, Boise quarterback that yeah. had, had a lot of talent and, yeah, didn't play most of this year. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I agree with you there. I. Here's one question. Who's going to be the quarterback for Ohio State next year? Any idea at all? Like we have Kyle McCord, people like people talk about McCord, but yours, yours would have been the guy. And then he's obviously at Texas now. Like this was, this was yours off season. Like this was going to be his year um, to kind of take over. And yeah, just, Oh, that's a coveted place. You know, you're going to throw for a lot of yards to some good receivers and be a kind of an NFL guy. Mm -hmm. Devin Leary, maybe looking at Ohio state. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. We've seen Ohio state do that before with Justin Fields. That's kind of maybe where, where, yeah, I, just something to keep an eye on. Who's going to be the quarterback at Ohio State next year? I, I would guess either McCord or Devin Brown, who was a sure. borderline five-star a year ago. I, I think it's probably one of those two guys. Um, mm. And there's a good chance whoever it is loses the job the next year. Um, they've got an absolute stud coming in the class of 24. Yeah, kind of, kind of one of those guys that head and shoulders like above his class. Um, one of those – one of those quarterbacks that everyone calls generational that comes along actually every about three to five years. So it's not sure. actually generational, but, but pretty dang close. Yeah. Um, Rayola. Uh, what's his Dylan name? Dylan Rayola. Yeah. Dylan. Yeah. His, his father was Dominic. And for some reason I, I was thinking Dominic, Dominic Rayola who played in the NFL yeah. for a long time. Right. Um, anyway. Um, any other names like non quarterbacks that you're, that stand out to you? Uh, I was, not really. I, right now, it's very quarterback heavy. Like, mm-hmm. um, like that's a lot of, yeah, that's a lot of what's there. Treshawn Holden. I don't know if you remember him, the yeah. um, the Alabama receiver. He's he's currently a hundred percented, looks like crystal ball to Iowa for some unknown wow. reason. He, that guy's a, Holden's got like legitimate speed. He's a he's a guy. I don't know if he was a he was either a high four or a five. He might have just been a high four star recruit coming out of high school. He's a good ball player. Um, mm-hmm. that, that was one name that just kind of, yeah, that was like, Whoa, like leaving. Okay. That like, that was a little interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you? Any names? What, what popped off? Yeah, there's a few, um, Dason McCullough, who was, I think the highest rated prospect in Indiana history was a true freshman of the year. This last year played yeah. well for Indiana, um, has already been crystal balled to, um, Oklahoma, which is interesting. His, his yeah. younger brother is a class of 23 recruit in Oklahoma, I believe just offered him as well. So I think they're trying to go for the brother tandem there. Their father is actually the running backs coach at Notre Dame. So there's been just a little bit of smoke there. Um, Ah. But I, yeah, I I would guess because how do I say this without um, anyway, just say, just say, yeah. So he was, he, he went to Indiana, which is a decent school, but it's not Notre Dame, obviously. Sure. And he's an undergrad right. transfer. So it's just a little bit difficult for undergrad transfers to come to Notre Dame. It does happen from yeah. time to time. And there's talk about them trying to make it easier. I do wonder if Oklahoma is probably not the easier road. And that's not a shot at Oklahoma. It's just we all understand, like, different schools have different standards academically. I'm not trying to down another school. I just, But it is a little tougher at Notre Dame than it, at a school like Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, uh, Trey Sanders, the the running back yes. in Alabama, former five star, entered the portal. Uh, yeah, no idea where he's going. 
Um, but yeah, yeah. five star, former five star running back that has always been a little nicked up, usually injured. Um, I hope he goes and has like a year. Like th- those are guys that like they've been injured a lot. You really hope that they get to go somewhere and just play, like just go mm-hmm. somewhere and just play ball finally. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, Keaton Slovis is in the portal again. Uh, yeah. The 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 USC turned pit now turned something else. Quarterback is going somewhere else to try to find a spot. Yeah, uh, we I forgot to mention on the quarterback list, um, Phil Dracovic, the Boston College quarterback, yeah. has already committed to Pitt. Um, so they'll be yeah. be replacing Slovis with him. Um, there's some big names from Texas A and M, Junise Adelaye, um, L.J. Johnson. Yeah. Those are both pretty big names. Um, there's a receiver from Kent State, Dante Cephas, who is supposed to be a pretty good good player. Dante yeah. Thornton is probably a bigger name at receiver from Oregon. He was a big time recruit. Yeah. I want to say one year ago, it might've been two years, um, but I think there'll be some big time programs after him. It'll be interesting. Um, Theo Weiss, <laughs> if we're talking like big time receivers yeah. from Oklahoma. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that I have a ton more than that, but those are some of the early names and I'm sure we'll be talking about a lot more every single episode from here on out for the rest of the month. It's going to be just Armageddon, like for the next month. It's going to be absolutely ridiculous. Everyone's trying to get in. And yeah, I not to be too old school, but I don't like it. Like, I'm not a fan of it. I yeah. Georgia doesn't part. Georgia will take a few transfers, I'm sure. They, they, a lot of people transfer out. I just, yeah, everyone's looking for more playing time or a slightly better place or, yeah, whatever. I, like Austin Stogner, you remember the tight end from, yeah. he was, he played at Oklahoma, transfers to USC. Or well, yeah, the, the the little USC, South Carolina, <laughs> USC, and he's now transferring back to Oklahoma. I believe well, is rumored. Like it, the grass is always greener, man. The grass is always greener. I yeah, I I hope they find happiness. I really do. So, just as a Georgia fan, briefly, like, what are the positions you're kind of hoping that maybe you guys can maybe help the roster out a little bit? Honestly, not yeah, not much. Like I yeah. s- stay with what you got. Like what you got's working right now. Just do keep doing the same thing. Recruiting really, really well, which they are, and yep. and develop. Do that and develop. Georgia doesn't really miss on players on prospects. The guys they yep. go get out of high school, they're usually studs. Even the three stars turn into studs sometimes. So yep. um yeah, just keep keep doing what you're doing. Don't don't if you can get a like a a, a one year starter, great. For the most part, I think it's almost more of a distraction than anything else. You're going to have some guys leave, and that's fine. Yeah, fill 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 their roster spots up with five stars is pretty much the answer. I know Georgia got another big one yesterday. Same Samuel and Pimba. Samuel and Pimba, five star yeah. edge. Um, yeah, keep doing that. Keep doing the same thing. I, if you could go get, I mean, you can never, you can never have enough really good cornerbacks or safeties. Like right now, it seems it seems like you could always use a few extra secondary players. There's not many. There's plenty of receivers out there. There's not many really good corners. Um, yeah. If you could find one of those, great. Yeah. Other than that, I'd kind of stay away from it, really. Sure. Yeah. Georgia, the way they recruit, they probably don't. Probably more than any other school in the country, they don't need to attack yeah. the portal. Um, right. Yeah. All right. Anything else before we wrap this episode up? No, I, I will say it's this is the season for it. We need to keep checking the news just before we get just because there's <laughs> right now it's 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 every five minutes there's always something new but um yeah no i i'm just man i really like where george is at right now man as a program yeah. it winning this like this week has felt really good for me something i did not think was going to be coming and alabama has some they have some questions to answer 
Um, and yeah, to, to potentially be the new bully on the block um, feels pretty good. Jackson Smith and Jigba not going to play in the playoff right. game. I don't know if you saw that. Um, he's going to, yeah, he declares for the draft. I guess he's kind of been, well, I mean, he's been hurt pretty much all year. That happened, what, like game one that he's he's tried a couple of times to come back, never been 100%. So, yeah, hope he gets healthy. Um, I'm I'm quite okay that he won't be playing um, <laughs> against Georgia. That doesn't make me too mad. Um, but, yeah, no, that's that's about it for me. All right. Yeah, I think that's all I have. I'm sure we got plenty to talk about going forward. Um, but for now, that's that's it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great week, and God bless you all.